You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back. Welcome back to Denver Hoops and Dreams. With me, Jeremy Nichols, Nelson Newth is here in the building, and uh, we have a special guest who is coming back on, um, Mr. Connor Panapacker. He is a Sixers fan, so I want to make sure that I throw that out there uh, to everybody listening. Um, but one of the reasons why I, I do appreciate Connor's takes is, yes, he's a huge Sixers fan, but he has the ability, which I feel like not a lot of people have, to be objective to see something and not immediately lead with bias. We all have our own biases, but at the end of the day, being able to keep things real and keep things neutral is a skill. And not a lot of people seem to have that these days. So, uh, Connor, welcome back to the show, man. Um, before before we even get on anything basketball-related or anything that we need to discuss today, um, Connor, how are you doing? Nelson, how are you doing? Connor, let's start with you. I'm doing well, man. I appreciate you guys having me on today. Absolutely. Nelson, talk to yeah, us. Yeah, it's, it's good to join you, too. Um, nice to be introduced to Connor and ready to rock and roll on the show and talk about the, the Nuggets and um, what's going on out in the uh, basketball world out there, as we say, and uh, talk about somebody whose initials are Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> well, um, yeah, so you, 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 you said it, you said it correctly. Um, one of the biggest stories right now um, over the past couple of days, I had been seeing it, you know, with, with Kendrick Perkins and uh, JJ Reddick essentially going back and forth with different rebuttals and different thoughts on the MVP race, because Kendrick Perkins mentioned that um, Nikola Jokic stat pads. So he said that he was watching a Nuggets game the other night and um, he was like, well, he saw Jokic had like nine assists or something like that. And he was like, he's like forcing the ball to wide open teammates. Like, can we, can we please analyze that thought? Wait, he said Nikola Jokic passed the ball to Vlatko in the corner wide open. He missed Jokic got the rebound and then passed it back to a wide open player in the corner. Is that not what basketball, Okay, cool. So I, I, apparently, apparently that he didn't he doesn't understand what he was saying. But anyways, and then he went on to say that there was some point in the season where Nikola Jokic was averaging nine point five assists per game, but then all of a sudden his points per game started to drop and his assists started to go up. Hmm, I wonder why that is. So so that maybe that has something to do with you know teammates, you know becoming more healthy more people available on the court to pass to that's just the way that i see it but in in kendrick perkins mind he sees this as nikola Jokic trying to essentially cheat the system to win an award this is basically the premise of his thought process over the past couple of days now today something else came out he then took this whole stat padding thing and turned it up a notch it no longer was a because I wasn't as mad about it when he was talking about stat padding and all that stuff. That's a different topic, whatever. That's an opinion. If you see that as whatever, cool. But the direction that he took the conversation today is the problem. Kendrick Perkins got on first take and he started his segment by responding to JJ Reddick by, you know, essentially saying, hey, JJ, listen. Um, Nikola Jokic doesn't necessarily deserve MVP because blah, 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 right? But then he got to a point where he's in a spiel and he mentions to, to Stephen A. Smith 
and Molly Karam, who are both sitting there listening to him. He then says that, huh, I wonder why Steve Nash and Dirk Nowitzki both won MVPs in their, you know, selective seasons. And of course, Steve Nash won it back to back. He then tries to imply that the reason behind Nikola Jokic leading the MVP race right now in the straw poll and in the minds of people is because of the color of his skin. This is the same person, Kendrick Perkins, who three weeks ago, and you can look this up, three weeks ago, he was talking to Vic Lombardi, and Vic Lombardi asked him his thoughts on Nikola Jokic. All he, do, all he did was sing his praises. That's it. The entire segment, all he did was sing his praises. But now all of a sudden, the narrative is starting to change, and now he brought race into the mix. Now, I have my own separate thought process and perspective on this, and I'll, I'll get to that because I, I, there's just something I need to say. But, um, Connor, I want to start with you on this here. Just what were your thoughts, even, even as a Sixers fan, just what, what were your thoughts after hearing that particular spiel that Kendrick Perkins went on? It, it was just wild. I mean, it, it was so, like, you just didn't see it coming yeah. from, from that perspective. And, I mean, really, it was just wild to even hear somebody say something so so dumb like that, you know? Um, especially coming from a, from a former big man himself, you know? You, you wouldn't think. You know, those guys typically stick together and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, all, all I can really say is that it, it was it was just absolutely wild to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Nelson, talk to us. I know you I know you got something to say. You know, it was uh, interesting hearing you talk about it because um, my blood was boiling mm-hmm. um, just when I heard about the whole thing is that to to bring it on down. Um, as Pat Riley would say, to bring it on down, bringing bringing the temperature down. Uh, the guy's trying to sell a book. Um, mm-hmm. And what better way to sell his book than to come out with some stupid, ridiculous um, race card analogy about MVP votes that actually were incorrect um, because Dirk Nowitzki actually was in the top 10. That was a reference point that they were not only white, but they were not in the top 10 in scoring. Um, so, so that was the context of what he talked about. And for him to go and talk about it on one level with Vic Lombardi and then come back and bring this up just leads me to believe there's ulterior motives involved here maybe not so much racially, but um, about, you know, spending uh, to get, you know, kind of some cred going into his book sell sales, which to me is kind of ridiculous. Cause I think that actually is the opposite effect uh, where people would be turned off by that. But for him, it's, you know, um, no press is bad press, meaning right. any, you know, people talking about, you know, Kendrick Perkins can be good for him in regards to that stuff. I just think he he sounds um, pathetic when he says that. Um, And it goes back to another thing too, like actually Joker, um, he came back last night and kind of had like a little comment, which was kind of fun to see because he never doesn't, he usually doesn't. never responds to anything. Sticks up up for himself. But he said, yeah, he goes, not bad for, you know, um, a stat patter, <laughs> which was funny, right? Um, contextually wonderful. And, um, and then for Perkins to come back with his garbage and, and for Stephen A. Smith not to respond um, and say, whoa, wait a minute, um, yeah. I think is pathetic. Um, and it's, uh, it's one of those things where I kind of almost hate to bring it up in a sense, even though it's yeah. newsworthy, because all it does is give them breath in the sense of notoriety, which I just think they don't deserve. Um, and the, and uh, Nicola is not looking to stat pad. 
And if you know him as JJ Reddick said, who I'm not a huge fan of JJ Reddick either, by the way, but for him, for, for what he said, he's absolutely correct. Uh, you know, Jokic, Jokic does not, uh, Jokic does not care about stat padding. He doesn't care about MVPs. He doesn't care about triple doubles. He's made that apparent repeatedly. Um, when somebody said to him in a recent press conference, and I'll stop here, they said, oh, you know you're averaging a triple-double, <laughs> right? And he goes, oh, wow. Ooh, Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, wow. You know, yeah. like, so I just think it's all um, – ridiculous and the fact that we're talking about it's kind of ridiculous in my mind when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply um, there's there's other things to talk about, and I think this is a distraction. Um, it's entertaining on some ridiculous level, but it's it's also pathetic. Yeah, um, no, it is. It, it it really is pathetic. And um, so I appreciate you guys, you know, giving your takes on that. I I did want to just real fast, just kind of take this to a different place, solely because um, of just certain things that I am seeing today. Now, I did make a tweet this morning about you know exactly what we're talking about right now because I was just like shocked that Kendrick well not really shocked that that it was said by him but just shocked that just the narrative in in, in itself and you know I made a tweet about mm-hmm. it and and the tweet is kind of getting numbers right like people are seeing it people are commenting and all these different things the problem is when it comes to situations like this right race is a topic that that one I hate talking about I'll be honest with y'all. I hate talking about it um, because it, it, you know, there's just, there's just a lot of different perspectives, a lot of different thoughts and opinions on this, this subject. And um, a lot of it is, is it, it is a very divisive topic. Now it is a real topic, but it is very divisive and some people use it as such. Now in this case, Nikola Jokic is leading the MVP race, in my opinion, because of what he's doing on the basketball court, period. Like that, like this man has the ability to have a 40 point triple double like he did the other night. And then he can have a 14 point triple double like he did last night. And both of those resulted in wins. Right now, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't see the the whole like I'm not watching Nikola Jokic and I'm like, man, you know what, man, if he was black, oh, man, like he would bro, stop. He's a good basketball player. That is it. Period. That's it. Like, like there is, I don't understand that this is not a, a point to bring up race. And here's the reason why I say that. I am a black man raising a black child, right? I have personally dealt with racism, personally, on jobs, for different opportunities, in situations with conversation with people. I've dealt with this personally. So has my family. So has people that I know So I understand that racism is still a thing. It is still like people can hide it all they want. It is still a thing and it's still prevalent in a lot of different people's minds. But this basketball conversation that we are having about Nikola Jokic, racism has nothing to do with this. Nothing, absolutely nothing. I made my tweet about that this morning and you scroll down to the bottom of my tweets. Like my phone, you know, I'm scrolling all the way to the bottom and I'm seeing people calling me names like, hey, um, hey man, you, 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 you tap dancing for this person, or you, you, you doing this and you doing that to all to say, like, I'm not, I'm not essentially pro-black, or I'm not, you know, sp- speaking up for or defending what the 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 idiocy that Kendrick Perkins is trying to spew. Listen, bro. I just said it. I am a black man in this country, but do not for one second think that just because Kendrick Perkins is bringing this up as a race thing, it means that I have to agree with it. I do not. And I do not in this case because it is stupid. 
Nikola Jokic deserves what he's getting. People can have their opinions on who they see as MVP. Connor could say it's it's Joel Embiid. A Bucks fan could say it's Giannis. A Dallas fan could say it's Luka. Do- like, bro, great. A Celtics fan could say Jason Tatum. You can have your opinions on who you believe is the MVP. I am not taking that away. But to then say that Nikola Jokic is only on track to win this MVP award solely because of the fact that he is not black is absolutely just incredibly dumb. Just stop, bro. Like, just stop. I, I just I just needed to make sure that that was said because it, the only people that are tweeting me these weird things are people who are, they have like four followers, but then they're all they're doing is trolling. You sat down and you created a Twitter account with the intention of only trolling people so they don't know your identity. There is a P word that is that that works perfectly for people like that. But I will not use that word on this show because I like it being clean. Mm-hmm. Right. I will not say that word. But you guys are cowards. You are cowards. You are cowards hiding behind a computer and a picture of dark, dark wing duck or something like that from the 90s or a picture of NBA young boy because you don't want to show your identity to speak your mind. The reason that I speak my mind from my account with my name on it is because I stand behind what I say. That's just the bottom line. Y'all are just being cowards in my comments, in my tweets. And then like, bro, listen, I, if somebody says something disrespectful to me on Twitter, cool, you might get blocked, but here's what's going to happen. I'll actually respect you if I see your face or I see your name. I will respect you. But if I see a picture of Nicki Minaj or some random person and you got two followers and then you're tweeting me about my thoughts... You get no respect and you get blocked. So at the end of the day, it's just it's, it's lose lose for you, right? So I just wanted to make sure that that was clear because this this whole topic today is just it had my blood boiling this morning. And I was mentoring kids and all types of stuff today. And during that whole time, I'm just thinking like, man, I am just like, I'm just I'm I'm ready to say something, you know. So I just wanted to make sure that was clear. Nikola Jokic is where he is because of his basketball talent, and that is it. Bottom line, period. That's it. He's a good basketball player. Can we just agree on that? You know, so I just want to make sure that was clear. We can get done with this Kendrick Perkins thing. I am not bringing his name up after today. Him, Nick Wright, Nick Young, Nick Carter. I don't care who it is. Nobody. I don't hear nothing about none of these guys no more. Because at the end of the day, Nelson, you said it correctly. We're just, you know, we're giving light to these people who don't deserve it. They don't. And it's always something. You said it. These are all hot takes for a reason. It's all publicity stunts to sell a book or to sell a podcast or whatever. It's all that's the point behind this. None of these are actual thoughts that these people sit down and they're like, you know what? I think this I think this makes a lot of sense. No, it's just all for a reason. So let me take a breath. I had to make sure that 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 was said from from that perspective, because I think it's just clown behavior that a lot of people are you know, doing these, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I want to say, well, job well done. I mean, I really respect everything you said and um, I really appreciate where you're coming from. Obviously I'm not a black man, so um, I can't comment on that, but I can comment to the fact that it's just unnecessary right now. And especially right now, like we got so much turmoil in this country, like mm-hmm. for people to do that kind of stuff, just, lends me to the belief that they they don't deserve the respect of right. paying it attention. Um, but I think we had to address it. And, um, you know, I'm glad that I'm glad that we did. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I really appreciate your take, Jeremy. I think it was outstanding. Well, thank you. Thank you. I mean, like I said, I just I just feel I just feel like it was it needed to be said um, because I just I don't like the one, the narrative, and then two, the disrespect from people who just, they just don't have enough, like, I'll, I'll, I'll use this, this term, testicular fortitude to get online and speak their mind from an account where we can see your face and say your, and see your name. Well, like, we know, we know that Twitter's nasty, right? Yeah, so we, it, we goes with the, it goes with the territory in a sense, but it's still, um, it still can be just a nasty place mm-hmm. and we're all big boys. We can handle it. Absolutely. But if you're going to be like that, like you said, you're just going to get blocked and, um, and we're going to move on and enjoy our day. And, and that's what I'm going to do today. And everybody <laughs> hopefully will as oh, well. Yeah. And look forward to talking about um, 
what transpired in the Clipper and uh, the Houston Rocket game. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, we are off that now. So we're back to basketball. Um, So, you know, Nelson, you just brought it up Um, after that absolute drubbing that the Nuggets took (laughs) by the hands of the Memphis Grizzlies, um, because that that was ugly. That That, was pathetic also. Yeah, yeah, that was a pathetic performance by the team. Um, But, you know, it's one of those situations where you had 24 hours and you bounced back and they, they, they did just that. Now, um, just watching the game, right. Watching the game, you know, going against the Clippers. I mean, it, it, it just seems like the Nuggets just love to play the Clippers. They love to play them. Like ever since the bubble, it's like, you know, I think somebody had sent me the stat. I think they were like, what, 13 and two against the Clippers since the bubble. That is crazy. Yeah, You know, it's, it's, it's just kind of insane how they just like really enjoy playing them. And I think it's just a a chip on the shoulder situation. Michael Porter jr. Right. Dude, the way he played against the Clippers was just magnificent. And here's why I believe he feels that way because in the draft where Michael Porter jr. Was picked with the 14th overall pick, the Clippers had two picks prior to that pick and they skipped them. They had two picks in the top 14 and they decided, you know what? MPJ is not worth the pick or either of these picks. So we're going to just let him go to somebody else. We appreciate you guys for doing that. Just saying. Um, but just watching that game, it was just so incredible watching him play. You know, three players had double doubles. Obviously, Michael Porter, Nikola Jokic with a triple double and Jamal Murray. Um, Connor, you know, just just as a Sixers fan, you mentioned that you did watch the game. Um just as a Sixers fan, just what were your thoughts just watching this? Because I, I like watching a lot of other teams, a lot of other games myself, because I'm just a basketball fan. So just what were your thoughts just watching Nuggets play the Clippers? Well, first off, it, it's good to see um, MPJ and Murray healthy because um, obviously they're both really exciting players. But, um, yeah, like you were saying, they they uh, they just like playing the Clippers. I mean, <laughs> they, they show up to play, and I mean uh, – you know they look really good. Um, they they were they were uh, they were really hitting on all cylinders, and and you know Jokic obviously had a had a huge game. Um, but yeah, they're 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 dominant. They are. Uh, I know I said it on the on the last show. Um, they scared me a little bit coming out of the West. So <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, you know, yeah. Like I mean, like I said, they're they they're exciting to watch, man. And and it's good to see them guys healthy and finally putting putting everything together absolutely nelson talk to me what were your thoughts watching the game yeah i think uh we've talked about this ad nauseum with um michael porter jr um he he actually kind of makes me want to pull my hair out sometimes (laughs) um because he'll he'll have a game like that um where he was just phenomenal and i think the biggest play of the game is obviously um, late in the game when he hits the three mm-hmm. after KCP gets the rebound. The offensive rebound, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and kicks yeah. it over to him. I think that's that's obviously the biggest play of the game. Um, if Michael Porter Jr. can have some form of consistency um, during the playoff run, uh, the Nuggets will have a chance to win the NBA championship. If he does not, if we see the Michael Porter Jr. that goes into a slump here or there, then I think it's going to be a sign of trouble. The one thing that I do see from him as a part of his growth, and we've talked about this repeatedly, is if he's not shooting the three ball well, he's got to take the ball to the hoop. And in actuality, regardless of whether or not he's doing that, He's got to take the ball to the hoop. Mm-hmm. He really does have a great game from the standpoint of being able to drive to the basket. He's very crafty around the rim. And I think if he can make that a more part, uh, you know, a bigger part of his game or incorporate that more, I think that just gives him so much more um you know, so much a better ability to impact the game from an right. offensive perspective because that's what he's going to do. He's not going to be a high assist guy. He's going to be a three ball shooter who hopefully can drive. He can be a 10, 
nine, eight, eight, nine, ten rebound um, a game guy. Um, his defense has improved dramatically. Right. Um, so I think he's obviously the key. Um, I thought the Clippers played an amazing game. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I was really upset because I did not want uh, Bones Highland to come back into Denver and, and get the win. Um, personally, yeah. I was really on the edge of my seat because I yeah, just I just did not want him to have the last the last word on that. And he did actually play a pretty good game. Yeah, he did. Um, so from my perspective, just happy they pulled out the win. Um, and Jokic was uh, his usual amazing um, self. And so, um, and, you know, I think Aaron Gordon is still kind of coming back from his yeah. injury. Um, I'm still worried about our bench. I think the, the Nuggets bench is still a disaster. Um, even with the new pickups, although there was some some good minutes from them last night, yeah. Um, but in general terms, it's still not a cohesive unit. So again, I'm rambling, but I think it was a it was a good Clipper victory. Yeah, yeah, it a was a good victory a, against the Clippers. Right, right, right. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was definitely a good win. Um, and I think my thought process was the exact same thing as yours, Nelson. I'm watching the game. You know, the Nuggets started the game real you know, just, just fire. I think they were up what 20 to two. I know they had an 18 point lead early in the first quarter. So I'm like, Oh, this is about to be another blowout. Cause the previous game, they like absolutely drubbed the Clippers. Right. So I was watching and I was like, Oh, this is another one. And then all of a sudden they, they just kept clawing back. They kept clawing back slowly. And then they, they just came back and, you know, ultimately took the lead. And yes, you are correct in saying that. Yes. Bones had a good game. He, well, he had some good moments. I'll say that um, in the time that he was on the floor, you know, obviously, you know, Ty Lue opted to go with the direction of Eric Gordon, essentially for the entire, I believe the entire fourth quarter and overtime. He actually opted for him over Bones and Russell Westbrook. Uh, Westbrook. He, had, he had zero points, by the way. Yes, zero points, zero points. But but they still played him somehow. They just, Ty Lue was like, I trust Eric Gordon more than Bones and Russell Westbrook, which was like kind of insane. But I mean, hey, I'm not a... I'm not a coach in the NBA, so that's just an opinion, you know. Um, but yeah, those those shots, like when Bones was hitting those shots, but I'm sitting there thinking, like, yeah, I was pissed. Man, like he, I mean, I knew that was, I knew this would be the game he would get minutes, like for sure. Like there was no way Tyloo was not going to let him at least get some minutes to get something back. And um, you know, like he hit a shot, and I remember like he looked right at the Nuggets bench, and know. you know, all types of stuff, like doing the little three thing with his hand, and I'm sitting there like. Man, like, why are we letting them do this? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just say something else about that? The um, the Clippers, like, that next day I heard people talk about, oh, that could be a, a foreshadowing of the Western Conference Finals and the Clippers. I don't think people really want to play the Clippers because the Clippers are really good. Right. And the wild, wild west strikes again. What happens to the Clippers last night? They lose to the Minnesota Timberwolves like at home. at home. Like, how does that happen? Like, it's just so interesting to see these teams battle out. You know, uh, they battle each other. The Warriors are down by 20 points and come back and and beat the Blazers. I mean, it's just a, it's crazy what's going on from you know, three, four, five, six, and seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, and 12, right? right. It's just uh, the, the Western Conference is a trip. It is. It is. And, and um, Connor, I want to I get your thoughts on this because the other night I'm watching, and, and I'd sent you a text about it too, and, um, you know, with the Memphis Grizzlies playing you guys. And, of course, you know, we as Nuggets fans, we have to make sure we watch what the Grizzlies are doing pretty closely because they're the closest team to us in the standings. Um, and I'm watching this. And I'm like, man, why? What's going on with the Sixers in this game? You know, what were your thought? What was your thought process? Just just watching that game, um, you guys versus the Grizzlies and then that 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 comeback win. Like, just what were your thoughts on that? Well, it was a it was a wild um, roller coaster ride for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, and be had a horrible game offensively, but he was flashing defensively. Did he have like um, six blocks? Yeah, I think he had six. Yeah. Uh, he was he was awesome. That's good, man. Yeah. But I, I figured it was gonna be a close game. You know, the Grizzlies are they're a young scrappy team. They like the they like the battle. And you know, they got Ja. Ja's incredible. 
<clears throat> um, yeah, it, it was it was up and down, and and once once they got out to a big lead, I was like, oh, should be all right. Maybe we'll come back, we'll see what happens. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was it was a fun game to watch. Um, it's it's kind of like your typical Sixers game nowadays. They like to they like to keep stuff close. They yeah. like to battle, um, which worries me a little bit in the, in the postseason. But um, yeah. I, I think it was a it was a good game. Um, you know, like I said, Embiid played very well defensively. Uh, I would have liked to see him play a little better offensively, but yeah. we had some guys pick up some slack, so it was it was nice to see see them pull out a win. Yeah, that that fourth quarter was 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 crazy. Nelson, did you did you get a chance to see the? I, end of I that watched game? some of it, and I was um, pulling for uh, the Sixers. Um, <laughs> Which is unusual, right? Right. You got to you got to root for them. To, I was like, I was like, because uh, it was really nip and tuck at the it end was. of the game. Yeah, yeah. And um, I don't remember uh, who hit the the night. A couple of nice shots. It was um, Tobias Harris hit a couple. Tobias of Harris hit yeah, the nice right the mm-hmm. couple of shots to to kind of seal the deal. And I think that, um, you know, regardless of my take on Philadelphia, their fans are some of the best fans in the NBA and um, they are crazy going crazy. And you could hear, <laughs> you could hear that. And, and I was just hoping they would win and they did. So I was actually happy about that game for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was definitely an enjoyable one. Like I said, I, I, I texted Connor like right at the end when the Sixers came back and they took the lead. Cause I'm like, you know, as a Nuggets fan, I'm like, listen, I need Memphis to lose. Like, I want Memphis to go down as much as possible. You know, you definitely don't want them to get any more wins. But um, I'm watching it, and, and especially at the beginning, too, where Jaron Jackson got that block on Embiid. And, um, like, that was a pretty impressive block, right? So I'm sitting there like, okay, this is this is going to be this gonna be interesting, you know? And then Embiid kind of just reversed that right at the end and just smacked yeah. Ja with that block. And I was like, because he met Ja at the top like he met him up there and this is why i say before like this whole Jokic and bead situation this like there's there's nothing wrong with being able to say that the other guy is really good at basketball like there's nothing wrong with that like this is what i don't understand why people can't fathom that thought like just because you think one well like one guy is your favorite because he's on your team you can't then say the other guy is just trash because he's not your favorite like, I would have no problem with you, Connor, saying that Joel Embiid is the MVP. I don't have a problem with that. You know why? Because you are a Sixers fan. That's your guy. That's the guy you watch every night. You see his value on both ends of the floor. You see what he does, you know? So it's just it's just so interesting that we can't praise both guys. Kind of weird. But uh, I just all that to say, I really did enjoy watching the Sixers come back because, you know, like I said, I rarely root for the Sixers, no offense, um, but I had to in that moment because, you know, it was just one of those ones. Um, yep. And then, be, you know, after, you know, the first time we had you on the show, this was right before the Nuggets played the Sixers in rivalry week. Um, so we had not really gotten a chance to really talk about that after the fact. I already, well, congrats once again for the Sixers winning that game. Um, definitely another nip and tuck game right at the end because the Nuggets did have a 15-point lead in, on two occasions. But right at the end, they just could not hold on. I mean, James Harden started hitting shots. Joel Embiid was incredible all night, you know, dropping 47. And, you know, it was just interesting. What are your what are your thoughts? Because I do believe the Nuggets have one more matchup versus the Sixers. And I think it's this month, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. um, just what are your thoughts on, on that matchup now? Like, just moving forward. Is that a finals preview, in your opinion, that would just blow your mind? Uh, yeah, I mean, that would be, oh my God, that would be an incredible matchup in the finals. <laughs> the um, ratings for that series oh would be insane. Twitter would be going nuts, that's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, that would, that would be incredible. I mean, that game was awesome to watch. Um, yeah. I, I think the next, I think the next time they meet up to, it's going to be a good one. Uh, I think the Nuggets are going to come out swinging cause you know, they lost that last one, but it, it, uh, it depends. Hopefully both teams are healthy as well. Because yeah. they they put on a show for everybody that night, so it should be it should be it should be a good one. It absolutely should be a good one. Now now Nelson, um, obviously coming off that that you know the Clippers matchup that we just spoke about there, the Nuggets did play again last night. Um, you know, 
just doing some nasty work to the Houston Rockets. It was just, it almost felt like the Nuggets were playing around with them in the first half. Like you could just see it. It was just like, you know, kind of keeping it close and, you know, just kind of messing around. And all of a sudden the second half came around that third quarter started and the Nuggets were just like, all right, time to stop playing around, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think it goes back to um, what we've talked about also a lot and, um, Connor might not be aware of this, but in the past, um, the Nuggets have played down to their competition. Mm-hmm. And um, and actually, I heard I, I saw something kind of pregame where um, Marlo was talking about to Hastings that uh, um, uh, Jokic basically Jokic basically um, pulled aside the whole team because they were not being serious enough in right. pre-games and said, look, you guys, we're not going to lose this game and you need to, you know, get your minds right and, and play the game that we need to play. And I think that's a sign of great leadership yeah. um, for him to, to pull his team aside and say, Hey, look, it's not going to happen this time. They came out very determined, came, came out with a big open lead. Jamal felt like he was going to maybe do a Damian Lillard, on um, the Rockets, came out strong hitting shot after shot. I think he had 16 or 17 in the first mm-hmm. quarter. And um, they rock and rolled through the whole game. And it was just good to see that they didn't take it lightly. Uh, Houston's a really bad team. Um, they're super young, but they're really bad. And so I'm not going to sugarcoat that one. No, they, no, just, they are bad. They they're are just bad. really yeah. bad. Like, if you lose to them, that's pathetic. I think it was their 10th or 11th law, uh, loss in a row. Mm-hmm. And so just good to see the Nuggets pull out a game that they needed to win, that they should win, and they needed to win. Now they can get prepped. And people got to rest in the second half, right? which is really great for your, um, the Joker and some of the other, you know, Aaron Gordon, some of the other players to rest. Now we have uh, the Memphis Grizzlies coming in for that mm-hmm. revenge game on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Back at back at home for the Nuggets, obviously. Um, that's that's just that's a game. That's that's the one. Like that's the one they gotta. They can't play around in that game whatsoever, um, because I think it is time to just kind of put their foot down again and say, "All right, cool, y'all got the last one. Awesome. So time to time to get it done." Now, um, before before we get out of here, and um, on the next on the next episode, Nelson, I want to make sure that we do touch on the bench players some more. Um, we'll make sure that we 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 get to that. Um, I did want to ask one one topic here. Just looking at the overall landscape of conversation when it comes to the NBA, right? Um, obviously, to win a game, you have to score more points than the other team. I think we all understand that concept, right? But when it comes to individual players and the way that people view different guys, obviously going back even to the MVP conversation and things like that, it, it, it seems like scoring, and this is to, and even to the casual fan, the casual NBA fan seems to think that if somebody doesn't score a lot, it means that they're not affecting the game yeah, in any way. Right. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me, right? Like you would see somebody have, you know, obviously using Jokic as, as kind of that, that reference point where he can have 14 points last night. 14, a 14 point triple double, essentially in the third quarter, rest the rest of the game. And then they post the stats of him after the game. And the casual fan is looking at this, like, dude, he had 14 points. That's not impressive. Like the, the, like, I'm so my, my question to you guys is why do you think that nobody ever seems to understand that assists add up to points as well? Like, is that, is that something that, that we don't, like, do people not notice that? Like, 10 assists means at minimum 20 points? Like, is this not something that people get? I don't, I don't understand that. Nelson, what, what are your thoughts on just people who, the casual fan and the talking heads, obviously we're not going to name names because we're not doing that anymore. Um, just people who don't value the other parts of the game. Yeah, um, Jokic had, um, was five for seven from the field, I believe. Um, and, uh, he posted the triple double. I mean, and that, that speaks again, back to the fact he doesn't care because if he cared, um, he would want to put up way more shots. 
yeah. and and um, stat pad, as people are saying. So um, he doesn't really care about that. He knew he needed to distribute the basketball um, and did so in an effective manner. But yes, of course, that means points. Um, I did hear something on the radio this morning about um, most points and assists uh, related to a total point score. Mm-hmm. And um, surprisingly, um, Jokic was second behind guess who is my question to both of you. So total combination of points and assists. Is it this, who, this season? Yes. Who would he be behind um, in that total number? Um, there's one player in the Eastern Conference that's a guard. Mm-hmm. that has more points and assists as a total number than Nicola? Um, if I'm going just based on regular knowledge, I'd probably have to say Trey Young. Ding, 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 ding. That's Chris Marlowe <laughs> would say. Yeah, that's the only one that yeah. makes sense because he does score a lot. And uh, last time I did see the updated, um, just like total assists, I did see Trey Young leading Nikola Jokic by maybe about 20 assists yeah. overall. Um but yeah, no, that's hey, that I like. You know what I think we need to do, and I'm that's glad a, you did yeah, that. He's second, like, second to that. Yeah, I like that. I like the the trivia thing because like all my friends know me. Like when I, we used to play 2K online, um, we would always do. They used to have like 2K trivia. Like you'd wait for it at six o'clock, and everybody would just sitting there ready. Like all right, cool. So they're asking questions, and mo- it's so funny because most of the questions weren't even about basketball. It's yeah, like you like, think they would look at me for all the basketball questions. If you ask me a basketball question, more than likely I know the answer, right? Um, but it was just so fun how that, so, and I like that. I like the fact that you asked that because I think that I feel like every, every show that we do now, I like the idea of us well, putting out like a question right at the end. I like that. There you go. I like that a lot. Yeah. Good, work. Good idea. Good <laughs> Connor, idea. Yeah. Connor, what are your, Connor, what are your thoughts on just, um, you know, and we're going to kind of finish up here. Just what are your thoughts on just the fact that people, especially casual fans, just seem to only look at the scoring box and they don't really look at the other intangibles. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's I think it's dumb because, you know, basketball's obviously, like you said, you have to score more points than the other team. That's that's known. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's two sides of the ball. You got to play defense, too. And, uh, you know, like you said, also is, is the assist, you know, assists lead the points as well. So. I don't, I don't like, especially when it comes down to like MVP voting, you see it a lot. People are like, Oh, he's scoring, he led the league in scoring this and that. But um, yeah, I, I feel like a more balanced stat line, you know, kind of like what Jokic puts up is, is more impressive than someone scoring, you know, 30 points and having low assists, low rebounds, low right. steals, blocks, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah. I don't, I don't like it. I, I feel like, you know, there's just more to the game than scoring. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, it's, I just, I just find it so funny how you just see that online all the time. It's like, people don't understand yeah. basketball. They like, dude, offensive rebounds are a thing. Mm-hmm. Like when you go up there and you get that ball over a Clint Capella and a John Collins at the same time, and you save that possession and kick it out to a KCP or somebody in the corner to hit a wide open three. That's three points. You just saved that possession. Yeah. That, so what you just did created that entire point. Like it. So I just, I don't really understand just the ideas like, oh gosh, well, he only had 21 points. So he stinks. Huh? Yeah. Like, can we please just realize that there's more to basketball than just being the person scoring the ball? You know, it's just, I just, I just wanted to make sure, you know, I threw that out there because I did see that as well. And I felt like we were kind of looking at, the casual takes from random people today. Um, you know, so I wanted yeah, to just it comes up a lot. It, I mean, there's, it is than, just, yeah, yeah. It is just sexy to think about the idea of scoring a lot of baskets and scoring yep. a lot of points. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just a reality. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, some of the greatest players of all time, um, Michael Jordan, Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah. Um, we're all prolific scores, Kobe Bryant. Absolutely. Um, you know, so I mean, I, I think that they deserve that respect, but there is another part of the game too. And whether it's, um, you know, blocks, mm-hmm. uh, block shots like, um, Joel Embiid, or if it's assists like, 
um, Nicola, then, um, you know, you basically have to just evaluate both and, and both, uh, and appreciate both for the greatness that it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, like I said before, it's just, it is, it sucks that, that we don't seem to, to be allowed to appreciate more than one great player these days. It's like, you got to pick your guy and then that's it. It's like the second you, you say, Oh, this guy's pretty good. Wait, hold up. What? Why, why, why are you like, man, stop, bro. Like I can say that Giannis is really good. I can say Luca is a, is a beast on the floor. I can say Joel Embiid is a beast. I can say that because they are, you know, just cause I think Jokic is great and i think he's the mvp it doesn't mean that we can't recognize the fact that there are other players in the league who are just as dominant in some ways and you know have their own case you know so i just want people to appreciate more than one player sometimes okay yes i get it this is nuggets pod i know we we rocks with all the nuggets players but you know we are still unbiased in some ways <laughs> but uh <laughs> well listen guys I, I i appreciate you guys getting on here today i know it was kind of um you know spur of the moment type of thing but i do think that it was important for us to you know speak our minds about what was said earlier this morning because i think that was just insane and wow. um it's it's one of those things where i just feel like you know it's a big topic it is it is basketball related so because usually i would never bring something like that up especially on this show, but um, it was basketball related and that basketball narrative turned into something bigger. And I thought it was necessary to just, uh, you know, make a statement about that. Now, before we go here, Connor, um, I want you to shout out your Twitter, um, just everything and and any final thoughts that you got for us today. Uh, Yes. My Twitter is the three time band hammer. Um, I'm just ready to watch more basketball, man. It's uh, it's getting down to the, I think there's a lot of teams are around like 19, 20 19, games. 20 left. games, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's getting to that, getting to the crunch time, and uh, this is when it gets exciting. I'm ready for the playoffs. I'm hoping, hoping my Sixers can get past the second round this year. Yeah, uh, we got the team to do it. I think we're going to need a little bit more from Tobias and Maxi, but um, yeah, I'm I'm excited, man. It's coming Absolutely. around the corner. Wait, real quick, um, before before Nelson makes his statements. Who would you want the Sixers to play in the first round? Oh, um, I think right now playoffs started today. Hypothetically, they'd be playing Brooklyn. Um, okay, I like that matchup. I think they can win. I think they. I, think I hope they so. Beat, <laughs> I yeah, hope so. I like, think, <laughs> I think they can beat a lot of the teams in the East. Mm. It's just going to depend what you get from Harden, what you get from Embiid. I think those guys have to be very special every single night. Um, once once it comes down to Milwaukee and, and Boston, it's gonna be a little bit a little bit tougher. But I would I'd like to see Brooklyn in the first round. Something something about beating Brooklyn is satisfying. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, the East, the East is definitely top heavy. Absolutely top heavy. I mean, you know, with Boston, um, Boston, Milwaukee, and and the Sixers, I think the the East is gonna come through one of those three teams. Right. Yep. Like that's just what it's going to be. I can't, I mean, of course, Miami is always formidable in the playoffs because playoff Jimmy is different, um, yeah. you know, but yeah, I just don't think any other team in the East. Cle- I, I really like well, Cleveland. Though. I like Cleveland. You, they're you think, kind of, think, yeah, they're my yeah. underdog team. I just think they, they have three, you know, talk about scoring. They have right. three prolific scores. I think they can step up um, at any time and, um, I really like the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I would say this now thinking about it. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. Um, so I think so I think we're looking at four so four really good East teams. Um, you know, especially with home court advantage in the playoffs, all four of those those teams um, are formidable for sure. Um, I think the the West the West is a little bit more spread out, a little bit more open. I know obviously the Nuggets are leading the West by five and a half games, but at the end of the day, that that conference is just competitive from top to bottom. I mean, to think that Golden State, a healthy Golden State team might be the eighth seed. That's kind of that's that's kind of concerning. I'm not going to lie. As a Nuggets fan, that is kind of concerning to to think of a scenario where we might have to play the 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 champions in the first round. Although I would I don't mind it cuz I think this is a season where I'm not I'm not scared. Like I want, like I want the Nuggets to face the best because 
in order for them to to get all these narratives that we've been talking about. You know, Nelson, you brought this up a few shows ago. The only way that the Nuggets get away and Jokic gets away from these narratives that are being put out on the media is to win a championship. That is it. Like, you have to win. That's right. right. So, so in order for, for that to happen, this this playoff run, you got to beat the best. You got to beat some really, really good teams. Obviously, talking about the Phoenix Suns now with Kevin Durant, and he is playing tonight. So we get to see the new look phoenix suns tonight so that should be an interesting one um but yeah we'll see how that goes nelson uh before we head out of here what any final thoughts you got yeah just wrapping it up um great talking about the view um enjoyed the show and um i would say i really believe that the nuggets will pound on the memphis grizzlies um and come up with a big time uh response to the last game they will take this game personal, mm-hmm. and I would predict like a 10-point um, to 15-point victory at home. Um, so I really like that game for the Nuggets, but we'll see. Obviously, Memphis is a very um, you know, uh, good young team, and um, uh, Jaw is a special player. So I just think they're going to be in for um, a big task. Uh, we have Aaron Gordon back in this game, and I think mm-hmm. he'll, he'll he'll be the difference maker, and yep. the, the Nuggets will have a big victory on Friday night. I would have to agree. I agree with that. I think the Nuggets, because I, I even said on the last show, because we, when we were doing the predictions for that, you know, going into it, I was like, hey, if, if Aaron Gordon is playing, the Nuggets win this game. If not, meh. <laughs> you know, right. I, because I think he he matches up so well against that team. You have to have that extra guy who's not only, you know, a good perimeter defender, but can at, at least help you in the, in the post because he's strong. That's a big dude, right? So you need, you need that type of player um, against that team, especially with Jaron Jackson Jr. And you got Desmond Bain running around, Dylan Brooks pissing people off, and Ja Morant, you know, <laughs> just kind of in the air doing his thing, right? So, um, yeah, it's the AG has to play on Friday. But You know, I agree with you, Nelson. And like I said, I appreciate you guys for getting on here today. And for everybody listening to the show today, we appreciate you. Um, Continue listening to the show as we will keep everything on here and consistent. But until next time, this is Denver Hoops and Dreams. We'll catch y'all on the next show. Peace.